Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. This is the podcast where a guy with a film degree. And a guy that thinks Dan is a hooker. Talk to you. <laughs> Talk to you about movies. You're a hooker if you don't <laughs> like Grandma's Boy. That review coming up now on this episode of Brownie Points. everybody it is time for another trip into the time machine there it is there's the beer pop guys this week for our trip into the time machine we went to 2006 oh oh my that was that was very slurpy (laughs) welcome to brownie points guide to asmr today we're drinking a budweiser <laughs> we have one listener that's probably i don't have i don't have any uh packaging to ruffle oh here well i'll just i'll 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 double the asmr pleasure here i there we go i don't know if that was showing up <sighs> i am because he's a grown man and we're taping on saint patrick's day St. Patrick's Day! (laughs) (laughs) So, by the time people are listening to this, uh, happy belated St. Patrick's Day, I guess. Um, (laughs) If it means anything now. (laughs) Review 2, beer 2.6. Oh. 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6. Actually, I have have my glass here I should use instead. Which is, oh. (laughs) Yep, that was was me hitting my mic with my glass. Um. But guys, uh, anyway, as always, we take a trip into the time machine. This week, we went to 2006 for Grandma's Boy. It is directed by Nicholas Gosen. I hope that's how you say your name, because I, I, that's not how I thought you would spell it. Um. <laughs> I really expected you to be like, because I don't care. Well, I mean, that, that too, I guess. But um, <laughs> the film is written by Alan Covert. Nick Swarson and Barry uh, Wernick in the film stars Alan Covert, Linda Cardellini, who was uh, in Freaks and Geeks and uh, played Velma in Scooby-Doo. It also has Joel David Moore from Dodgeball and Doris Roberts, the wonderful, wonderful actress from Everybody Loves Raymond. Nick, now that I've gotten the the little starter info out of the way, uh, obviously you pick all these movies, so... Start us off with your hot take. How about that? Hot take. First of all, this is payback for a lot of movies. Um, second, I really like this movie. Uh, I think that it is a forgotten Happy Madison movie. I feel like it deserves uh, more love than it gets. Um, this movie was picked for this week for a very specific reason. It ties in with our bonus episode review of the Fast and Furious franchise, Too Fast, Too Furious. And it ties in in a very specific way. A car, a very distinct car, is used in this movie and in Too Fast, Too Furious. And when I broke that news to Dan, Dan thought I meant, like, same make and model. No, 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 no. The exact same car is used. The gold Supra that is shown in the first race of Too Fast, Too Furious shows up randomly being driven by one of the friends that works at the video game testing service. No, that was that was Kevin Nealon's car. Is that Kevin Nealon's car? Yeah, that was... Yeah, Kevin Nealon was in the driver's seat. By the way, Kevin Nealon is in this movie too, listeners, for us. Also, okay, role. that's even weirder to me that Kevin Nealon drives this friggin' car. Well, he, um, he was the, the boss of the company. What was his role versus Joel's role? Though that was, that was uh, weird He to smoked say. pot. Cool. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. He was the head pot smoker in charge. Yeah, and made sure that everyone's chakra was right. HPSIC, if you will. will. (laughs) Um, 
I'm sorry, but anyway. I really like this movie. It is a movie that uh, my family quote to each other all the time, especially the You're a Hooker line. Um, just fantastic cinema. Um, I but uh, and also I actually do I really do like this movie. I think it came out at a time where its subject matter was kind of at its peak. Uh, video game testing was and writing video games were going from we're in this transitional phase of really emphasizing like the story the graphics and the presentation of the game rather than just like hey yeah you're mario and you're jumping and woo it was it was a pretty big transitional era for video games so i think that it's it's an interesting story concept um I think the mockery of JB in this movie is hilarious. My name's JB. I'm a robot. I have a. I love ro- uh, other robots. I have a robot vagina. Um. But yeah, I really like this movie. I give it sprinkles. Dan, as you're about to hear, not as big a fan. Um, I, and I was gonna say, I remind just, everybody the rankings. Say, yeah, that's a thing. Uh, terrible, awful movie is a cookie. Uh, it's about the worst thing we can possibly see. A uh, pretty good movie with something redeeming in it is a single brownie, half pans, 50-50 so-so. Very good movie is a full pan, and a uh, full pan of brownies with sprinkles is one of the best that we can see. I give this sprinkles. I love this movie. It's got a lot of nostalgia factor for me, and I, I it's just, I love it. Um, Dan, as you're about to hear, does not, and like I said, this is payback for a lot of the movies I've had to watch for you lately. Yeah. Because I knew, I knew you were either going to love this movie or hate it. I knew there would be no middle ground. Yep. Nope. You're you're correct. I uh, just for a little bit of context, uh, I know this movie exists, and that's just about the extent I knew about this movie. I didn't go out of my way to rewatch a trailer or anything. I told Nick I was just gonna go into this blind, and uh, I didn't even tell you this because I Dan wish she went into it deaf too. <laughs> I didn't uh, tell you this. Uh, because I wanted to hear your reaction on Mike, which is hilarious because I never keep secrets very well involving the show with you. Um, I You don't keep secrets from me very well, period. No, this is true, too. Um, I didn't actually end up renting this movie to watch the unrated cut. I had to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I gave Amazon. Did you buy a digital? Did you buy a digital copy? Yeah, I gave. Or did you buy? I gave Amazon a uh, 9.99 plus tax to own this movie. <laughs> I have the unrated cut DVD. Okay, so listeners, if it matters, we both watched the unrated cut, um, and. Oh dear God! I oh I hate this movie. <laughs> by the way, by the way, speaking of the unrated DVD, it has the infamous "You wouldn't download a car" commercial. Oh, the anti-piracy ad. Oh, that's funny. I remember those. Also, also, it had a commercial for "Dude, Where's My Car." Oh, that would have come. Yeah, I think "Dude, Where's My Car" was oh four or oh five. It would have come out like right before this. But, uh, I've actually never seen that movie. I hey, I never have either. Surprisingly, um, hang on a second. I'm looking at something because this this was 2006. Dude, Too Fast, Too Furious was three years old. Why did this car show up? I I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That was uh, I, I'll tell my story about um about that in a second. But uh yeah, where was I? Yeah hate this movie it's really bad <laughs> to me it's really really bad it, it it comes from the same place that a lot of bottom tier happy madison movies do where it's not a not a well-known actor but all of adam's friends show up and like it's th- i did i did see this in middle school or very early high school i want to throw that out there that might be why i have nostalgic feelings for this movie I have a feeling if the first time I ever saw it was this age, probably wouldn't find it as funny because of how childish it is, but saw it when I was childish. Oh, when it's, it's, no, it's totally exactly what a, like, 10 to 14-year-old kid, male specifically, that thinks it's dirty but isn't really that dirty when you're grown up. Like, it's, it's all. You think this movie is, uh, catered to males? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know how to respond to that. I broke Dan. 
I broke Dan. He just made a sound of a teapot pressurizing, and then he gave up. <laughs> All right, that's really funny. Um, but no, I just I could spend this whole thing just like just on this. But like I, for me, like it's bottom tier Adam Sandler. If you've seen Adam Sandler movies like with him, you know what this gonna, this is going to be. But with a lesser comedic talent, um, that's that's something that I find interesting is you do get David Spade and Rob Schneider in this for about a combined six minutes of screen time. Rob Schneider's cameo, I will give credit, was mildly entertaining, like him playing just a complete <laughs> dick landlord plus, plus mildly offensive yeah there was a lot of this movie that just (laughs) you want to talk about offensive um cancel culture um (laughs) this movie would not pass cancel culture whatsoever (laughs) i took multiple notes in my phone of casual racism that's why i that's why i said you think this was catered to males oh my god i think i wrote i think i wrote casual racism no less than three times in my notes (laughs) i also Uh, I also wrote something along the lines of, I know it's for a joke, but I actually feel really bad for Joel's character. Um, Who's Joel? Joel's the guy that played the, the, the guy in the leather trench coat, the, the head programmer or whatever. JB. J- the guy with the robot vagina. <laughs> I wrote about him. I felt really bad for him, even though I get that at the time it was okay to make fun of people like this the way this movie does. Like, I just, looking at it now in a 2020 perspective, I'm just like, Jesus, this kid, this poor guy. Like, <laughs> you, you saying that makes me feel like they need to review this movie on your mom's house. Oh my God. This, this, with how, with how not appro- culturally appropriate, or not, how not uh, appropriate that show is. Yeah. It's, this is, I mean, it's not as bad as the one, uh, that one trailer they reviewed, but, uh, or Loquisha. Oh my God. Loquisha's even worse. But, um, which, which trailer, the one about the girl that is interested in that one guy, you know, the one with mental disabilities and they keep saying the R word. Yeah. This is, it's not as badly. This is not as badly dated as that is. Um, but and on, and on a serious note too, um, I, I wasn't expecting this to be so much about the video games. I thought more of the humor was going to come like in more of the, the film setting itself was going to be like at grandma's house. Like I didn't think it was going to be as much about his job as it was, as I expected for some reason. I thought Doris was going to be more of a prominent character instead of really kind of like a side supporting character. So that kind of, she's pretty, she is pretty side supporting until the last third of the movie. You are right about that. Yeah, that's that was something that I wish that they did instead was make it more of like a film version of like a sitcom. Like he lost his house and now he's got to live with grandma. Like, I really wish it was more about that. Like instead of like, because I mean, not just because I'm not a gamer, but like, I don't care about his job. He's moving in with grandma, not his parents, his grandmother. So Okay, so something to throw out. Um by the way, give your rating real quick. Oh, cuz I'm probably about to go we're probably about to go on a tangent for a while. I'll point out Oh, I got to tell you the Fast and Fear the the car story too, but um I I, I counted on my hand. I laughed a total like laughed a total of like 5 times in this movie, which is two more times than I did in Benchwarmers, so I'm still giving this movie a cookie. <laughs> uh, um okay, what's the what's the Fast and Furious story before we move on? It was it was the text chain exchange that we had where you're like when when I was watching too fast and you were like did you see it and I'm like I clearly missed it no please tell me and you told me what it was I actually had an aha moment I didn't write it in my notes but I had a moment of just like oh Kevin Nealon's car is really weird looking and then I didn't even think of it when I was watching too fast <laughs> I love that I love that I'm tying this movie to a to an outlandish looking car series and grandma's boy has an outlandish looking car and you don't think twice about it i and you acknowledged it at 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 that point in both well at that point in that movie i was just waiting for it to just hurry up and wrap up because i knew it had seven minutes left and then with too fast like i was kind of overly thinking it like and obviously like it's a i mean it's a, a car like 
I just, it was such a blink and you miss it moment in Grandma's Boy. I didn't think that that would have been the thing to connect it to it, even though in hindsight, oh my god, it's a car, duh. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's the that's the 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 connection. That's that's the that's when I realized why you picked this movie. <laughs> the, the the text exchange was fun was funny just because I was like, it's the same car. And you're like, the same make and model. I'm like, no the same car and then yep. i sent you screenshots from both movies and a screenshot of the imdb thing and i said i want this put up for the show page too because it's the exact same car yep nope that 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 was the aha moment specifically was oh yeah it's not just the same maker model it's literally the same prop car <laughs> yeah. it's like if the general lee showed up in grandma's boy and too fast too furious <laughs> Speaking um, of not aging, well, no. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Um, but okay, so some something to talk about. Since you're seeing this in 2021, um, this movie came out in 2006. Uh, I did a little bit of research. Uh, Demonic actually, the game that Alex designs was supposed to be an actual game for the Xbox. Um, and at the time that this movie came out, like I said, video games were really ramping up in kind of the seriousness of the market. Um, it was going from being something that rich nerds could do to, hey, we can put these in most houses and they're becoming entertainment centers. Like shortly after this, when the PlayStation 3 and the, uh, or actually at the time, I think it was the Xbox, yeah, the first Xbox and the PS2 were out. Both of them could play t- DVDs, so they were they were coming. I mean, yeah, the Xbox you had to get like some additional thing, but they were kind of being marketed as like home entertainment things rather than hey, it's just video games. Um, and they were starting to become more socially accepted. It was starting to become more ambitious of a thing to want to do. So at the time non-documentary wise not a lot of movies were really covering game development like yeah you'd see video games and random stuff like hell fast and the furious the one guy's playing gran turismo in his car on a playstation and his radio (laughs) yeah but like it's kind of like oh it's like video games are kind of like mentioned one off they weren't heavily focused on and that's something that i really i think this movie obviously it doesn't like you said there's stuff that doesn't age well in it and it would and if it were to be made today it wouldn't survive cancel culture but at the same time we talk about sometimes it's nice to look at time capsules in the time machine in terms of the entertainment industry this is a very pivotal time where we actually got a movie based on the development of something that was ever expanding and becoming much bigger than it had ever been thought to be. I, that, that is an interesting thing to think about. Like I did kind of, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying this should change your outlook on the movie. I'm just saying I can get why someone pitching a comedy about a guy moving in with his grandma because his uh, stupid roommate spent all the money on Filipino hookers. So they get evicted. But the guy's day job is he is like a savant with video games. And he actually in his in turn is designing his own, but he's a video game tester. I can see the draw of, Hey, we want to get in to, we want to, we want to do something about this because we talk about how a lot of Happy Madison things kind of have like a niche before like uh, Jack and Jill and stuff like that. They have a niche like Benchwarmers had had uh, baseball. This has video games. Um, Dickie Roberts was about child acting or child actors. Dickie, Dickie, yeah, Dickie Roberts is about child acting stuff like that. Like there's kind of a niche uh, was uh, was Big Daddy a, a Happy Madison production. Yeah, Big Daddy starred Adam Sandler. <laughs> I didn't know if the, I didn't know if the production company was around back then. Is what I'm getting at. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Big 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 Daddy is about uh, the process of uh, adopting foster and fostering children. Um, 
there are very niche things, and it's it's similar to stuff little, we talked about with <laughs> little Nikki is about Satan. <laughs> yeah, it's it's similar to what we talked about with Will Ferrell, where he picks very niche things to focus on, and he's like, I want to make comedies about these. It's it's it's. Char- I'm, not it's saying, I'm not saying Adam Sandler traits. did it. I'm I'm not saying Adam Sandler did it first. I'm not saying Adam Sandler did it better, but I'm saying it's a similarity between the two of I want to make comedies about very specific things. It's it's specific scenarios that his man children are within. They all have very specific jobs that somehow the man child gets and I feel like that's part of the joke that like I'm a man child, but I'm a baseball star or I'm a man child and I am an aspiring video game well, developer. Like they on Honestly, I really buy that Alex did grow up to be a video game designer. Like the the part where his grandma's like, "Yeah, you got the you were really smart, then you got to high school and you lost focus." Like honest honestly, at that time frame, I don't even know if you needed a degree in video games cuz it was so young. I don't know if you needed a degree in video games to get into what he was doing, but I don't know if degrees for video guy, games were a thing back then. But exactly, but here's a guy that knows this so well that you can hire him based off just his in general knowledge. Yeah, I not his not his quantifiable knowledge to, uh, for a for a degree, but his just general knowledge of like this dude knows this subject. I, I mean, I, I have to preface this with I I like engaging in this thought experiment, but I think it is giving the movie not, way too much credit. <laughs> Here's here's okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I agree with you. I don't think that much thought was put into it. No. But in terms of if if you could make a good movie off this, there is a good idea there. It's just for you. I get it. This here's the thing. I give this movie sprinkles. I acknowledge this is a pretty stupid movie, but I find it very funny and very entertaining. Simultaneously, I think you can at least admit. Something in the premise works. It's not a bad, it's not a terrible setup. Like I, like I said, like, and I've said before in other shows, I like stupid comedies too. I watch two and a half men whenever, uh, whenever I can. I like, I like stupid comedies too. Two and a half men's a laugh, right? I, I mean this honestly. I love two and a half men. I watch family guy and the Simpsons near daily. Like, I can and I love a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Like I love Mr. Deeds. That's probably my I favorite think I know, Adam Sandler I think movie. I know what it is. I think I know what it is. Your your stupidity works in cart your what you can tolerate works in cartoon format because it's a cartoon and you're expecting something cartoonishly ridiculous. When it's done in live action, that's where you have problems with it because you're not able to suspend your disbelief because it is not car- is not a cartoon world. Therefore, people behaving cartoonishly stupid should not fit in this universe. Yes. And in sitcoms, you can... Cry- Boom. Two reviews in a row you where can- I blow this out of the water. You can... You can cry- no, you just said it better than I could, honestly. <laughs> that's, and that's saying something for wanting to start a podcast. I, I don't speak well. Um... <laughs> Dan doesn't word goodly. Um, but no, like, you can cross that line with a sitcom because there's an automatic uh, suspension of belief a little bit that people are going to act like cartoons because there's a laugh track and everything works out A-OK in the end most most of the time. But but no, like, I when you're making, like, a dead serious movie but still acting like a cartoon... You dead ca- serious movie where the protagonist on his friend's mom. <laughs> well, okay, a live action. I, I misphrased. It was a... Uh, that's not a thing either. Um... <laughs> When you're when you're making a straightforward live action movie, but you still have these really adolescent, like ridiculous actions, like on the dude's mom, I it's it's everybody just acting like big man children, but it's all done so straight. I I can't. It's hard for me to really get hooked on that. Like we were talking about things that are instant turnoffs for me. Fourteen year old humor, for lack of better phrase is something that is a big turnoff for me. I I don't you, I don't like, like adult I don't like adolescent like, comedies like this. You like you like dumb humor but it needs to be slightly more thought out, but your real lane is dark humor. I love dark humor. I like really well-written and witty uh uh callback jokes or like uh I really like satire. Satire is probably my favorite type of comedy. 
Um, I, I just, just adolescent humor like this just really doesn't work for me. Like, I, I, I don't get a kick out of somebody like doing a poo part, poo fart and pee joke. Like, I just, I, I you did didn't love the part where the very audibly eighty yard fart sound happened when Alex was asleep in the meeting. <laughs> I did notice it was eighty yard. Um, I did genuinely laugh though a couple times. I genuinely laughed. You didn't notice it was ADR? Dude, it's louder than half the people speaking in the scene. No, I did. Sorry. I didn't. I did oh. notice that. Um, I laughed, though, when it did want to be a cartoon whenever the sidekick was around. Or uh, his his friend, the guy that was always in the ponytail. I did laugh at most of the stuff that he did because he guy was a walking cartoon. always cur- in the ponytail. The super tan guy. When you smoke the Frankenstein, you walk oh, like this. Oh, his dealer? Yeah. His dealer? Oh, dealer. That was it. When the de- I, so what's funny what's funny is every time I see that actor, I think quarterback from um from Waterboy, and then the guy that had the lazy eye shows up in so many other ha- Happy Madison productions. I'm like, hey, it's the lazy eye guy. Oh yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about, and I think he's in this movie too. Uh, I don't remember if he was. Um, but no, the when the when he when he went to his house like halfway into the movie, and he's like, dude, I bought a monkey. Like, everything about the monkey sequence cracked me up. I thought that was hilarious. Drive, monkey, drive! <laughs> Dude, the phone's for you. I think it's the devil. I like when we he... We have to go... We have to leave now. I'm in no condition to drive to the devil's house, man. <laughs> I like when the, I like when the where, guy goes dude, up the stairs. where do you get your weed? From you, Dante. Oh, yeah. What's up, Mr. Cheezel? <laughs> when the guy goes upstairs and then he goes to the bottom of the stairs, it's just like, teacher? monkey <laughs> the monkey flies down the, the stairs just, the <laughs> monkey very terribly cgi like flies down the stairs see like that where it basically is a cartoon that made me laugh that was that was pretty funny like it's a it's a, it's a wild you, setup and it's just like, i don't know when it when it goes that far that makes me laugh one of the most brushed over lines in this movie that i think doesn't get enough credit is when after visiting Dante one time and he takes the cable box home and hooks it up and his uh, grandma and her roommates are watching um, uh, the cooking channel all the time and the real angry slutty one comes in and she's like, nice job, Alex. Maybe maybe tomorrow you can introduce him to heroin. I love that line. I feel like it's brushed over way too much in this movie because it's not as over-the-top ridiculous, but when she's like, hey, great job. Maybe next time you can introduce him to hardcore drugs, you idiot. I chuckled. I won't I won't say hardcore laughed. I chuckled at most of the stuff that they were saying. Like, because they were, I mean, they're, the the sassy one, yeah, she was witty. I didn't like when she became a, uh, I didn't like when she Whore. just, yeah, I didn't like that. Um, what, what about, what about, um, I don't know, I, to me, this to me this determines if you like the movie or not. Because if you don't like this scene, I feel like you don't like the movie. If you like this scene, I feel like you like the movie. Like I feel like this scene reflects on how you feel about the movie. The scene where he uh, he uh, grabs the food out of the oven without oven mitts. Oh God, I I didn't I I'm not gonna read what I wrote down, but <laughs> but. Well, another thing that I love is right before that, when he gets all the food out and he turns around and he looks around the kitchen and he goes, of course she doesn't have a microwave. She's a hundred. (laughs) That, I didn't laugh like how the movie clearly wanted me to because he's like screaming and flailing his arms. He's just like, like, I just, all I thought was just, you, you freaking idiot. Like I've, I've. I've been in states of mind where I'm not all together and I, I've never, I've never been so out of it that I forgot that one, the oven is on and two, the oven is hot. (laughs) So with all that you're saying, there's one scene to me that feels like a scene that could have been deleted and I would have been okay with it. And granted, we watched the unrated version, so maybe there were scenes added that weren't in the original cut. I don't know if I've ever actually seen the regular cut. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna that, ask that because literally the run times are not different. <laughs> but the scene that I think could have been deleted and we would have been fine is the one where he's staying the night for the first night, 
at his grandma's place and she pretends to be the dead roommate and she's like it's so cold and then she's like haha i got you i'm like that's funny but why is this in the movie that was that was really weird that she did that to him i was just like that wow that kind of came out of nowhere through, through the rest of the movie yeah she's like blissfully unaware of things but she's not deliberately trying to do stuff that's funny unless she's high she did make me laugh though. The, the the five times that I genuinely laughed, one of them was the monkey scene. Another one was when she said, "Oh no, she didn't die in bed. She fell and she died right there." That made me laugh. But that but <laughs> what I'm getting at is she's not trying to be funny. Yes. She's yeah. trying to play a prank in that scene, but the scene where she's like, "Oh no, she didn't die in bed." Oh, that's good. Yeah, she fell out of bed and died on the floor. She's blissfully unaware of why that would be so weird to say. That that cracked me up. That line was really funny. Um, but no, I. Speaking of interest, weird character traits, it was. Did you did you think that Nick Sporson, uh, when we're introduced to his character, you think that he's like a, possibly on the spectrum, like or just in. Adam Sandler's case, just a big dopey uh, man boy. But then after we see him sleeping, sucking on his thumb and we see him like in the, in the world at, at work, literally he gets completely normal. And you would think that he has his own uh, apartment at least. (laughs) It's always stuck out to me that how weird that is that they don't really like, they never go back to that ever again. His character, his character arc is rather strange because yeah, he's like the man child that still sleeps in footy pajamas in a race car bed with his parents and he's 25 at his parents' house and he's 25 years old. Then after we see his mom pick him up from work and he, she makes eye contact with Alex after he ejaculated on her. There is a line from that moment on after he says, "Did you remember the Tativo Samurai Jack?" and she goes, "Yeah." From that moment on, he stops behaving like a 10-year-old. I, l- and then, I I love that line, by the way. That was really funny. <laughs> and then he becomes, like, weirdly obsessed with having sex with this old lady. Really weird arc of the character where it's like, that's weird, normal, holy crap, that's weird. Okay, I'm glad, I'm glad that stood out to you, too, because, yeah, he is completely helpless, just like, I, yeah, I call them my my roommates but yeah they're they're my parents so then he's actually a semi-normal adult and then yeah he gets to shag the old roommate because because that's funny like uh like everything about nick swarson's character was just so bizarre in this movie and not a good way well you said he was a writer on this too right yeah yeah didn't i don't know the main character nick and then someone else were the writers on this movie yeah Someone else that's in this movie that we haven't addressed, uh, besides the love interest of this movie, we have not addressed this person, this actor being in this movie. This is the earliest appearance of Jonah Hill I can remember. Yes. I I was waiting for us to talk about this because I thought it was just going to be a background like cameo. This is a year, by the way. Literally the next year, Superbad came out and changed his life. 2007. And he looks like he lost close to 50 pounds in that year. Uh, he, I wouldn't say that much. He was still kind of big and super bad, but no, he wasn't as big yeah, as he is now. Yeah, but he's, he's, you can see his, you know, lifelong struggle with weight and i'm not and i'm not even trying to rag on him for it i'm just saying like you can see in this movie where it's like uh, 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 where um he and but the thing i love about his character in the movie is the part where he gets kicked in the shin he's like are you serious i think he shattered it (laughs) i i was surprised he had lines like I, i again i thought at the very start like he was just gonna be a background character but then he actually like has lines and he's got the cringiest He's the star of the cringiest part of this movie for me. Is just uh, it just well, grossed me really, out so really much quick. what he what he what he does at the party just really grossed me out, and I think it also didn't help because it looked like the lady was just wearing fake tits instead of actually showing us hers because they looked so fake. Well, well, re- really quick, something that I find interesting is he he started out in a happy or as far as we know started out in a happy Madison production, right? And then 
he becomes synonymous with oh, damn what's that director's name judd apatow judd apatow comedies i find it really strange that his first couple roles were with like I don't know if you call Happy Madison a juggernaut, but in terms of oh no, it is just the just just the ability to get viewers' eyes on a comedy, it's huge. But like comedy juggernauts for his for like his break his first couple comedy roles, I find interesting. Oh, dude, it's amazing. Yeah, it, he cuts his teeth with Happy Madison. Like, there's a reason Netflix signed a deal with Adam Sandler's company, like because people love the out of his work for some reason. And then he goes to, to Judd Apatow, who doesn't necessarily get the same amount of eyes, but he gets a thousand times the acclaim that uh, Sandler does. Yeah. Um, okay, back to what you were saying, though. You don't like what he does at the party. Oh, dude, I just... it's it, One, the act is really, really creepy, because, like, I... You, you, know, you know what's actually weird? He starts acting childish right as Nick Swartzen is going into his not acting childish anymore. He's going through another character arc. He ca- because this is when Nick Swartzen meets slutty grandma, and then he's like, I want to get in your pants. Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm not reading into it more than what I'm trying to say, but, like, I just, I just cringe. Like, I didn't find any humor in, like, he's such a boob guy that, like, he's literally going to spend the night sleeping on her boob teething on it. Like... I think Ugh. I think it's I really think it's more of let's make fun of this, you know, twenty eight year old virgin stereotype. Oh, that's right. He more was than a, he was he's a virgin. got a fetish for boobs. That's right. He was a virgin. Yeah, because remember, that. Alex. Alex goes when Alex is talking to the love interest. He goes, "You're a really hot girl, and you're swimming in a sea of virgins." Oh, that is right. I forgot that line. Did you, but, but hold on, you, you need to answer the question. Did, did you think that those were as fake as I do? Like, those were fake, right? Those were, it, it, it was fake to the point. Were, okay, I'm not trying to dive too deep into this because I don't care. <laughs> I think she had fake breasts. I don't think they put an apparatus on her to have fake, fake breasts. I think they were her fake boobs. Okay. But I don't think they were like, makeup work done to her boobs it wasn't it wasn't rick baker designing her her. it it wasn't rick baker designing her boobs like in total recall yeah yeah (laughs) Um, i don't really care about if the boobs were real or not but if there's your answer well my my hot take if they were well real quote-unquote she needs to sue her doctor because they look terrible Frankly, I'm amazed that we haven't had uh, had you research, and you're like, "Oh, it turns out they put in the trivia. This is like a porn star or something." We're like, yeah, probably. Oh no, I didn't. Um, I didn't do any trivia research for any of the movies this week because I figured we would just be energized the, enough. I didn't need to. <laughs> the only research I did was when I was trying to get the quote of the thing for the Supra, and I, I saw that Demonic was supposed to be an actual Xbox game at some point. Other than that, I didn't mm. really that, and they said that Dante and several like in the party scene. They were giving him fake weed, and then he was just putting in, substituting his actual own weed in there and getting really high. If I didn't say it explicitly, I don't think I said it explicitly, but I do agree with you that part of what's cool about the time machine in concept is we can go back to a time that, like, something. I mean, it's really personal to us because we were like the 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 target age for when the xbox and the ps2 came out so like that was kind of funny to watch like at the end of the movie when like it's the big climactic video game like who plays the video game better and it's like just real crappy xbox graphics and looking back at it it's just like oh my god literally in what 15 16 years like we've come this far it's it's also funny because i fixed the playstation 2 at my parents house and they were like "Uh, take the video game stuff that you want that was like in the basement. So I, I t- brought the PS2 to our house in Canby. So I have a, this era of video game system in our house now, except you weren't um, an Xbox guy, right? No. Um, but something to throw out, um, about the, uh, video game stuff, like you were saying at the time, you know, how bad the graphics looked at the same time, well, how they this look stuff now. was cutting it. This stuff was cutting edge at the time. Like, Oh yeah. If you, if you think tech if you think like tech industries are huge now, they were exploding back then. 
yeah, we were we were there when they really like. I remember having a lot of fun nights at friends' house playing Halo Two. Like we had yeah. we had Halo nights, and some people had like Grand Theft Auto nights, and people had Madden nights. Like, like I I remember I remember when the Wii was supposed to completely change the landscape of video gaming and then they were like it doesn't play movies and it doesn't have hd graphics yeah it does motion but it doesn't have the things that other things have when i realized like what the difference was between an hdmi cable and av component cables and i re- and i it, it was because of the wii i was like wait what bull crap is this we start in hd <laughs> yeah um but another thing to talk about too uh we haven't talked about this character yet um is the love interest of the movie uh, uh what's the actress's name uh the wonderful wonderful linda cardellini linda cardellini uh does a very good job in this role and frankly is too good for this movie um oh just say that again <laughs> especially when she has to act along jb because i just love how he's trying to flirt with her and she's like do you not see how insane you are right now dude she when like when he's like he's like I want to get you like a cobra for your to wear around the neck and she's like I need to get back to work. Dude, she is such a talented actress. Like I I I know she was like crazy young, but like her in Freaks and Geeks, she was great in that as a teenager and then like every random bit role I've seen her pop up here and there in like since she she was well okay, I felt bad for her cuz do we remember she was the mom in the Curse of La Llorona when we saw that 2 years ago? Yep yeah she's too good for that material too i ah she's so she's so beautiful and she's so talented and i just it was nice to see a movie with her and the show i don't remember if we ever did besides call uh, la llorona but i get excited top of my head i can't remember i get excited whenever i uh whenever i see her though because she's i know she will be the best part of anything probably <laughs> she's I don't, i'm not saying she's an amazing actress but she rises above a lot of stuff yeah, she okay. She she did lean into the 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 love interest, the the pretty girl. She leaned into that pretty well. Like she yeah. she knew exactly what the character was, and she's a professional actress, so she played it. Like <laughs> it wasn't but a struggle exa- for her. <laughs> at the exact same time, I can fully buy into someone like Alex actually like winning her over. Like I that's something I think the movie does very well is in the way that their relationship blossoms in that. Yeah, there. It starts off like she gets a bad impression of him, but then like, hey, I'm really depending on you on this, and he's like, all right, and he's, he's t- like, I will get the job done, but he's kind of flirting with her, and like they they kind of have a back and forth, and then they go to a party, or the the celebration of them getting the thing done is when they start to bond, and then the next morning she sees how <clears throat> charming his grandmother is, talking about him like. I think the I think the love story actually makes sense in this movie. Like, yeah, there's probably something I'm forgetting where it's like this shouldn't make any sense, but that's something I think the movie does well. Eh, I think you're kind of overselling it a little bit. It's not it's not a logic thing. It's not that anything's illogical in it. It's just all it's very hallmarky. It's, it's very it's very okay, predictable. Let me, let me put it let me put it this way. It doesn't seem ridiculous that they end up together, but it also isn't one of those things where it's like she would think he's a troll. Like just a disgusting ugly Oh, being. it's okay. No. Not an internet troll, but like a disgusting troll of a person. I th- I very much can see her falling for someone that's like, "Hey, I'm funny. I'm very good at my job, which is in the same industry that you're in." So there's similar interests. I see. And... What you're, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It it, ma- it makes sense that these two would actually like each other versus the movie makes them fall in love because that's what yeah. the script says. Yeah, no, that, that, or, that is or a like point. or like when Adam Sandler is in movies and he's married to <laughs> supermodels. He's, like he's marrying Drew Barrymore in like four of his movies. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair that. that's a fair point. I I I can get on board with that. He's not he's okay. not a complete dick and then still gets the girl anyway. <laughs> <laughs> i'm um, trying to find uh by the way one of the best lines uh robo came over to my house last night wait who when was that line it's when he says hey this is my game and they're not believing him he goes okay that's it robo came over to my house last night and was crying so i oh. gave him this game to test and now he's saying it's his okay antiques <laughs> 
I'm gonna okay. Controversial statement, possibly. I don't know. Antiques Roadshow is the sh- and our generation <laughs> is unappreciative of how awesome it is. When your TV, I lived, your TV diet ceases to amaze me. <laughs> when I lived with my mom and dad, I would fall asleep watching that show all the time, but not out of boredom, just because of how exhausted I was. But that show's cool because they find the weirdest stuff, and they're like, "Here is an obscene amount of history for this thing, dude." Whatever you do off of the show that's not sports, when you tell me, oh, I'm watching this, oh, I'm watching this, ceases to amaze me that you explore so many titles that I would never think you would watch in a million years. <laughs> Dan, Dan and I, I don't know if we've said it on mic, Dan and I have come to the conclusion I'm very much the dad of this show because <laughs> I just love dad things, but at the exact same time, I look at people that don't appreciate it and I'm like, you're what is wrong with the world and you are and this is why your opinion does not matter. Well, just knowing you like you're you, nine out of ten days, you have a game on. But then you'll tell me, oh, yeah, I was rewatching like uh, Malcolm in the Middle. OK, I mean, you like sitcoms. Oh, I was watching iCarly. Oh, that's weird. Oh, Antiques Roadshow is <laughs> wait what? <laughs> Oh no! All right, I'm my gonna fa- go. I'm gonna go fishing. My, no, my favorite one was when you're like, "Oh yeah, I turned on some uh, some hunting channel, uh, some hunting show, and uh, this guy hunted down a bear with a crossbow." What? <laughs> yeah, dude, dude. If you want to watch, okay, you just got me on a tangent. If you want to watch some intense hunting programs, what you want to find is shows where they're hunting bear, except with like bows and arrows, because. <laughs> Dude, if you want to up the stakes of of hunting bears, make it to where your shot probably won't kill them at first. Have you started watching like like The Bachelor now because of all the controversy that's been happening with the sh- with the host? You know what I'm talking about? No, nothing. Get, nothing gets killed on that show. Okay, <laughs> okay. So some, so some, there has to Did be. Did I ever the- tell you the funniest? Did I ever tell you the funniest hunting show I ever watched? There's something better than hunting a bear with a crossbow. <laughs> funnier there's something funnier than that okay. it was a show called bone collector and what they did so isn't that the video game that bart wanted to play <laughs> no it's uh it, it whatever it's called bone collector and it was on tv and they started and they were like yeah we've got this squirrel hunting competition coming up and oh. i had it on in the background while doing stuff oh i remember this hear, now like, yeah you yeah, hear yeah. people like yipping and yelling and then like dogs barking and chasing stuff and i turn around and they're just like pumping bb guns constantly to build up pressure and then you just see squirrels like cartwheeling out of trees it was the funniest thing i'd ever seen i remember you telling me about this like i think when we were about to go see tenant i think it was that far back because i remember we were in the i car. think it was i actually think the first time i saw it was that day I think that was. I think it was right before we saw Tidit. You told me about that for the first time because I do remember this, and I still haven't looked it up on YouTube. <laughs> it's the funniest thing ever. Jesus Christ! Um, uh, back to the movie. Um, but yeah, that's that's the thing. Antiques Roadshow. My like our generation. You need to start appreciating that. That show's awesome, dude. I. What's really funny? Actually, really quick. Yeah. What's actually really funny? Um, I've watched this with my parents. I've watched this with my parents and my wife. I've also watched this with my parents, my wife, and my sister and brother-in-law. Whenever a piece of sports memorabilia or a guitar comes up, I'm almost always right at the price they say it is. And they're like, why do you just know this? And I was (laughs) like, I know the market. That's so funny. How often does that come up, though? Like... There is usually one to two pieces of sports memorabilia an episode and roughly a instrument per episode. Oh, okay, like a like oh, this is Jimi Hendrix guitar. No, it's not. This is like 200 bucks. <laughs> no, no, no. They're like they're like, "Oh, this is a a really old Gibson mandolin from uh back when they were putting the Gibson on top of mandolin headstocks." Oh, oh, it's oh, okay, I see. It's more about like the item more than like any sort of like ownership or any um uh, yeah. anything like that. You're thinking you're thinking more of Pawn Stars. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was conflating more. It's it's not about the story of the and, item, it's about like the item itself. And what's and what's funny is Pawn Stars is a 
overproduced version of Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> yeah, overproduced is putting it lightly. Um, <laughs> if you want to look at uh, how fake any reality show is, it's not that hard to figure out. <laughs> Who would you cast Nick Cage to be in this movie? Oh, I... Who, oh, I, my phone just blacked out. Uh, who was it? I wrote it. I thought I did. I may have just been for, it may have just been for f uh, Too Fast. Yep, I think I only wrote it for Too Fast. Uh, who's yours? Let me think for a second. <laughs> the mover at the beginning, it's either Kevin Nealon, but part of me doesn't want to take Kevin Nealon out because I think he does a good job, or... The mover at the beginning of the movie that says, The Massager for money. <laughs> Just because I want to hear Nick Cage say that line. Oh, dude. I swear, I I I just about freaked out and texted you instead of writing it in my notes. I thought one of those movers uh, was Burt Kreischer. I, yeah, I actually, I saw that in your note. You're like, holy crap, is that Burt? And I was like, no, it's not. I, I yeah, when he spoke it clearly wasn't, but I was I was very convinced that I was a young Burt Kreischer for a second. I was like, oh snap! <laughs> Jesus, uh I don't know. The mover is a really, really good pick, but I don't want to like just piggyback off that. So I'm gonna take honestly, him being hippy dippy Kevin Nealon is kind of entertaining now that I'm thinking about <laughs> it. So I'm gonna It's and it's it's not so much that we want to get rid of Kevin Nealon. I think it's more of Nick Cage acting that character and saying those lines would be pretty funny. Oh, if Nick Cage grew out, like, his ponytail and, like, had the goatee for real instead of a fake one like him and, like, your chakras, just let him, just let him walk and figure out his chakra. Like, <laughs> I was a dove flying above the sea and then I dove in and I came out like, what is this nonsense you speak nonsense, man? Imagine if Nick Cage was JP, though, or JD, whatever his name is. JB. But imagine if, like... I am a genius! He, he actually... I want to get metal legs. He, also, I've ridden a Segway, and I didn't need training wheels like he did. <laughs> he actually had a good idea. Shut up, I know! <laughs> you are letting everyone down. Must... Refuel. <laughs> what was what was the love interest name in this movie? Uh, I don't know the character name, but uh, Linda Cardellini. <gasps> Linda is Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, I'm just trying to think. I don't think there's really much else to cover. We covered that Grandma's not actually really a main character in a movie called Grandma's Boy. Um, <laughs> no, but. Yeah, that's, that's our thoughts on this movie. I have very bad nostalgia goggles for it, and I love it. Uh, Dan can't stand it, but payback's a bitch. So, uh... Hey, yeah. we... I need I need to have a terrible movie every now and then. I don't I don't dislike nearly as many every movies as Every now and do. then. Do you remember the bonus series we're doing? I... No. It's... My, payback is coming back in full swing, for sure. <laughs> With with the mood I'm in after the second one, which you can hear the review of tomorrow, <laughs> I'm in for a long road ahead of me. Because <laughs> they're about to get bad. About to get bad. <laughs> uh, they're about to be much more Hollywood production, but at the exact same time, I find them less enjoyable. Yeah. So good segue into our break where we will remind you about what special bonus episode is coming out tomorrow. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, that is it for our thoughts on Grandma's Boy. Thank you so much. For I missed my mouth. <laughs> Wait, I wasn't looking at the camera. Was it? Did you really? <laughs> I, I missed my mouth a little bit. Oh, that's funny. I was looking that's at... That's a callback to a time that I was very, 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 very drunk and called Dan. I still... And while talking, tried to drink beer, and then it all didn't go in, <laughs> go in, and it spilled on my shirt. I, I still had my... I was still looking at the calendar. I wasn't looking at the camera. That's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, anyway, guys, uh, thank you to... 
I love Arfa Fugue, obviously, for the bumper music as well. <laughs> Tomorrow, Friday, um, we have our Fast and Furious, our Fast... Family Friday. Yes, Fast... It's ice based on what we were starting to call this, our Fast and Furious Family Fridays starting tomorrow. It is Too Fast, Too Furious, the first bonus episode of all the series all the way through Hobbs and Shaw. We are going past fate for Hobbs and Shaw as well. It'll be our second... That way, that way once Dan has an appreciation for this stupid, stupid, stupid trilogy or uh, franchise, he can truly appreciate Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, it'll be our second re-review after we did a second review of uh, Rise of Skywalker, if I'm not mistaken. And Greta. Oh, and Greta. Yep, I knew I forgot one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that is starting tomorrow. 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 Jesus Christ. Uh, next week, though, for our normal episodes, our brand new movie. Oh, drum roll. It's finally here. Oh. That shook my mic. I shouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> it's finally here. The Snyder Cut is finally out. Uh, listeners, by the time you're hearing this review, it is already on HBO Max, and it's four hours of glory. That is going to be our first review You next haven't week. watched it yet. You can't say it's glory. It could be complete crap. It's going to be complete crap. <laughs> that is our first review next week coming out on Tuesday. We are going to be watching all four hours of it, and who knows? We might be talking about it for four hours. Uh, just kidding. No, Nick. I swear we're not. <laughs> I swear to God. We will talk about it as long. I will drive. I will drive outside of the house that you're at now and do what I did and send a picture and be like, $10,000 or I tell the world where you live. (laughs) Uh, I listeners, we record these ahead of time and it comes out tomorrow from when we're taping this. So that's literally why I'm going to wake up earlier than I usually do on my off days. Um, (laughs) It's because I need four hours because that's the only way I can watch it all in a four hour setting. Um, And I'm not watching it till Saturday. Because I am not really in a hurry to watch it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's our first movie is Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's technically what the title is. Nick, remind everybody uh, what our second movie is going to be. Because it's going to be a little different than usual. We aren't going to do the time machine. Uh, we are going to do another new movie. We are going to talk about basically a year ago with the day the sports stood still. A documentary about March 11th and March 12th of last year when COVID said, Hey, your plans, they're not happening. Yes. That day, the sports did still, it is on HBO max as well as Zack Snyder's justice league. Uh, the, the sports documentary comes out on the 24th. So by the time this drops, it will have just been added to the service, but that will be our second review on Thursday. And then obviously the Friday after that is another installment of the Fast and the Furious franchise. It will be Tokyo Drift. So, in the meantime, though, obviously, Too Fast, Too Furious comes out tomorrow. It'll be, so it'll be <laughs> it'll be Tokyo Drift, and you wouldn't have that problem with a V eight. <laughs> that line is said in that movie about as seriously as I just said it. Uh, I think with that, Nick, you should just tell everybody where they can reach out to us. In the meantime, how about that? <laughs> Facebook, Brownie Points Guide to Cinema. Oh, wait, you want me to tell them where you live? Dan lives at... No. No, 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 uh, no. no. <laughs> Facebook, Brownie Points Guide to Cinema. Instagram, Brownie underscore points underscore guide. And Twitter, at Brownie underscore cinema. As well as Brownie Points Guide to Cinema at gmail.com. That is our email, obviously. Uh, the show logo, the bowl of popcorn with a brownie in it, is going to be the profile picture for everything. Make sure you are sending us... Brownie points ideas, whether they are topics to discuss, countdowns to do, or movie trailers review, or movies review, whether they are in theaters or streaming, new releases, or time machines. Also, find us on Letterboxd. I don't know what my screen name is, but I'm on there. But Dan is D Big D Brownie 49. Oh, God, that burp hurt. Um, oh, it's still more. Um, oh, my God, there's more. Um, <laughs> You're <but> right. If, <laughs> I'm, everything's shutting down. Um, but. Also, write reviews for us on whatever platform you listen to us on. Shane did write a review. We got confirmation. He said he was submitting it for approval. I have absolutely no idea what that means, but he said he wrote us a one-word review uh, on Apple Podcasts. So there's that. Uh, Thanks, bud. Uh, Can't wait to read it on the show whenever I can read it. 
Not because I'm illiterate, but because I can't actually see your review. Uh, back to you, Daniel. <laughs> Guys, we will always be here in your ears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor.com, and all other major podcasting platforms here and across the globe. Shout out to you, Ireland. You are still the number one country outside of the U.S. that listens to us, so thank you, and happy St. Patrick's Day, bladed. <laughs> Guys, I say this every single week, even though it's finally starting to get better, but you guys need to continue to wear your mask, wash your hands, shut your mouth with said mask, and open your ears and your hearts to give a damn about each other, because that is the only way 2021 is going to be better than 2020. Too Fast, Too Furious comes out tomorrow, and then next week, it is going to be Zack Snyder's Justice League and the day the sports stood still. That is all we got for you this week. Thank you. Don't forget your smoking lamp on the way out, especially if it's an expensive piece. You're a hooker! <laughs>